0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Mind, Body, Pause with Charlie Kale holistic living for you and your animals you found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place this is mind body pause on empower radio now here's your host fellow animal lover charlie kale
1: and welcome to Mind Body Paws Holistic Living for You and Your Animals. Thanks so much for being here. This is show number thirty-eight, The Truth About Pigs as Pets with Crystal Kim Hahn of VegasPigpets.org. I'm Charlie Kale, a passionate dog and cat mom, broadcaster, and Reiki master and practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People in Paws. I do distant healings as well as in person sessions for people and definitely for animals because energy transcends space and time. And you can find more on my website at charliekale.com, C H A R L Y K A Y L E.com. This is your safe place to honor animals where we'll nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And that includes all the wonderful charities and nonprofits that try so hard to help animals who've gotten a raw deal just because the humans don't know what they've gotten into. My guest is the founder of Vegas Pig Pets, a nonprofit organization helping rehome abused and abandoned pot-pellied pigs and educate pig parents on the special specialty care that they need. It just took one pet pig 14 years ago for Crystal Kim Han to see there was a humongous problem with abused and abandoned pet pigs in Las Vegas and actually all over the world. After volunteering at local shelters, she realized she was just going to have to start a specialized pig rescue herself. So in 2008, she founded VegasPigPets.org. She has helped change laws and ordinances in the state of Nevada, works to educate and support pig owners all over the world, helps rehome unwanted pigs, and personally takes care of as many precious porkers on her own property as she is legally allowed. She is truly a positive light in the world of animals. Welcome, Crystal Kim Hun.
0: Oh, thank you, Charlie. What an introduction.
1: Oh, you deserve every bit of that and more. I've been to your private pig sanctuary. I call it a sanctuary because the pigs get some relief from life and a lot of love. I've been there. It's in Las Vegas. And you have just created the most amazing environment for those pigs, I know it took so much work and you did it mostly all by yourself. So you really are a huge inspiration because throughout the whole arduous process, you've been kicked down so many times that most people would have given up. <laughs> you kept going and you smiled the whole time. You're amazing.
0: Well, <laughs> that was on the surface. <laughs> you know, all the zoning and permits to you know try and get a regular um, residential home zone for pigs, you know, when people have uh, this connotation that pigs are, um, you know, food animals and, you know, aren't pets. Uh, It was quite a journey.
1: It is a journey, and we're going to break it down and hit it on all different levels. Your slogan for Vegas Pig Pets is, don't buy a piglet, adopt a pig pet. And before we get into the, some of the sad aspects and, and the lies, the big fat lies told by many breeders, let's talk about the great qualities that pot pigs have as a companion animal when they are properly cared for. Why did you want a pet pig in the first place?
0: Well, I'm, I wanted a, I've always wanted a pig. I, I uh, met a, a neighbor uh, years ago when I was growing up that had actually had a pet star pig. Uh, back in Hawaii. And I said, one day, I'm going to get a pig. You know, obviously, I didn't have the house, the land, uh, the space for any kind of pig. And, you know, back then, again, you know, it was very unusual for anybody to have a pet pig, much less a pet farm pig. So every day after school, when we'd walk home, um, I'd stop and visit this pig. And, uh, you know, that kind of started, you know, one day, I'm going to have a pig. And so, When I moved to Vegas, um, I was under the impression that you really couldn't have a pig. And then uh, someone tweeted in my ear that maybe you could in Las Vegas. And so I did some digging and found out I actually could have one pig. And so um, I set out, because I had always rescued animals, I set out to rescue a pig, but I couldn't find any real uh, pet-quality pigs. I found some best friends that were, you know, in sanctuary, um, but they weren't, uh, you know, they were kind of just running loose and they weren't house pets. And I was looking for something that was kind of along the, the line of what we think of, ha- of having, having like a pet dog or a pet cat. Um, so I put in my reservation and I actually found, uh, uh, what they call a, they were, uh, uh, breeder of pet pigs that were papered. Uh, they actually had papered uh, pigs back in the 80s and 90s. So um, I ordered my little piglet. I put a reservation in, and and you know she came to my doorstep uh, in 2005. So uh, that's kind of how it started. Um, you know I went through the whole permit process. I I you know found out there were a lot of restrictions uh, on pet pigs. And I was really concerned because at the time the restriction was your pig couldn't be uh, bigger than 120 pounds. 120 pound pig is about the size of a a little bigger than a Cocker Spaniel. So how big she was going to get. And she wasn't much bigger. She was about 150, about the size of my Border Collie, but she exceeded the weight limit and that started uh, me looking at zoning laws and that kind of stuff.
1: Wow. So pigs themselves are very social animals. They love their piggy friends. They love their people. When I was at, I'm going to keep calling it a pig sanctuary. I know it's not open to the public because you are at capacity, but it is a sanctuary for those pigs. So when I was there, um, I found out how much they love affection. I mean, I could just scratch yeah. them and pet them and they would oh, roll in my hands. And these are big, you know, <laughs> at least 150 or more pounds uh, right. of pig. and They are big, but they just love to like just – you like a cat wants to rub against you and when you tell them they're beautiful they grunt and they rub against you some more and then they're like let's play and they were running through you had built this little maze and the one pig was trying to get me to run through the maze with her because she kept looking back when i wouldn't follow they're <laughs> so sweet
0: and so smart you know and that's the oh, thing gosh. is that they are probably too smart about the a mentality of a child between like three and four years old. So they have that curiosity, like a child, they have the temperament like a child uh, and they have the intelligence of a child.
1: Oh, uh, more than a child. <laughs> Actually, you know what? A lot of children are more intelligent than adults. It's like we get it beaten out of us as we get older. <laughs> so in right. that regard, I'll take it. because um, A lot of pigs are more intelligent than a lot of people I've run into, and they are so intelligent. So, what is the number one?
0: Manipulate their owners.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What is the number one reason people dump their pigs once they've gotten them as pets?
0: So, it used to be a zoning issue, but as more and more cities and more and more states uh, recognize them as pets, uh, zoning has now fall into the number two reason. Um, the number one reason for unwanted or um, abandoned pet pigs now is their size. So the the breeding, ha- you know, because pigs can have uh, piglets at as young as three to four months old, or, or they can get pregnant at that young of an age. They give birth every three weeks. three months three weeks and three days every 121 days on average so and they can have up to 12 piglets so unfortunately for a lot of breeders that that start backyard breeding they don't know how prolific pigs can be and so in order to sell these pigs at um, a higher price they label them as what's called so all pigs are called mini pigs they're the mini pig description came because pot pigs are the miniature of a farm pig and so they were called mini pigs back in the 80s and 90s so that they've only been imported since then so they're not a long-standing pet or a long-standing animal in the United States and so in order to sell these piglets breeders started coining terms like tikka pigs and uh, pocket pigs uh, you know, anything that relates to small. And unfortunately, people bought into that. Pigs grow for five years. So at one years old, a 50-pound pig still kind of looks like, you know, the size of a pug. Um, but, you know, they're much, much sturdier. And so um, the people think, well, a dog grows to one years old, you know, my pig's going to stay that small. It doesn't. It keeps growing and growing and growing. And, you know, and then people don't have the facility. They don't have the means to take care of these animals. You know, we get called for pigs um, that they can't get them to the vet and the pig's sick. Um, you know, and then the minute a pig gets sick, what do they do? How do they transport 200 pounds of animal uh, that won't jump in a car? So, it's you know so the problem the the number one problem of unwanted uh pigs is uh their size and so i started a website called Uh, teacuppigs.info um to try and educate people on the fact that they they're not going to stay small the only way you can keep a pig small is by starving it so Unfortunately, breeders have told them, you know, feed them a handful of food a day and you'll have a small pig. Um, Unfortunately, yes, you can starve a pig. You can starve any animal into staying small. That's not going to give you a healthy pet. And you can starve a human and keep them small.
1: Right. Exactly. It's horrible. So that that resource is teacuppig.info, T-E-A-C-U-P. Pig.info, dot info. And there are lots of facts on there, lots of links, lots of real life stories about what happened to people who thought they were buying micro mini pigs, but it's like a unicorn. It, it does not exist. There's no micro <laughs> mini pig. There's no teacup. There's no pocket pig, dandy pig, Juliana pig. They right. do not exist. <laughs> and right, right. I, I want to yeah. reiterate what you said because this made so much sense once I understood this they're called mini pigs because it's compared to a domestic farm pig which can weigh from 600 to 1000 pounds so mini pigs Correct. get up to what can get up to 200
0: or more uh, 300 350 um so the average your average mini pig is anywhere between 150 to 200 pounds that's your average uh yes. adult weight if you make them overweight um, but, you know, I my momo that uh, we rescued out of a cow field, he's 250 and he's not overweight. It, it's, you know, it's kind of like humans. You could be five feet tall, but you could still have a six foot son. So, you know, you just you don't know what you're going to get until they are past five or six years old. Right. And you can't
1: trust when the breeders are trying to sell you on this information you can't trust that and you can't believe it it's just so sad because again here it goes back to greed and not knowing what they were getting into so they never should have in the first place
0: so and that's you know that's what we see is that you know the breeders are breeding them so young that even people that have seen the parents are like oh the parents are young well you know these are babies they're breeding you know unfortunately you know they're more prolific as they're younger, and so you know these they're they're seeing parents that are six, seven months old. They're going to be tiny, right?
1: And in fact, I was looking at some of those sites, and some of the the babies they're selling um, still had the umbilical cord on there.
0: Yes, and it was so it was. Can also, they can also eat solid food at about three days old, and so mm. you know I took in a pregnant pig that unfortunately when we took her into spay out came a bunch of babies um and she could not nurse so i was literally weaning them they were still on milk but they were weaning onto solid food within a week so you know once he solid food breeders think oh boy you know i can sell them i can sell them small um it doesn't make for a healthy pig but it's not like they can't survive so That's how they're able to sell them so young.
1: And you just brought up the next thing we're going to talk about, spaying and neutering pigs.
0: Oh, and that, you know, that is an absolute must. If, you know, people say breed like rabbits, they should say breed like pigs. Uh, Because right right around four weeks or so, uh, especially the male pigs, uh, they are, you know, they're, they're, hormones start kicking in. And so, you know, they start humping everything, their urine smells horribly. And that's, you know, that's more, you know, all of that testosterone and, and um, you know, them just wanting to breed and being able to attract females. So um, you know, pigs as a whole don't make good pets if they're not sick. And even the females, you know, they, once they start going into heat at about uh, four months old, they go into the heat every 21 days, and they are uh, not nice pets when they're in heat.
1: Uh, yeah, if you're having to give birth constantly like that, I mean, who would be in a good mood? It, it would be hell. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: so Luckily, we we, you know, we were able to pass a because they are now companion animals in Clark County here. Uh, we were able to get a mandatory spay and neuter attached just like dogs and cats. I know some people, you know, don't believe that you should fix your animals. uh, But by all means, you know, and they say, well, I'm only going to have one pet pig. Well, I don't know how many countless one pet pigs I've had abandoned that don't come in fixed. Uh, Maybe they would have kept them if they were fixed, but they generally like to be around other animals and other pigs. So, you know, if they're not fixed, their chances of having a baby and a lot of people will get a pair like a brother and sister from the same litter thinking, oh, they're so cute together. They don't realize brother and sister will make babies just as easily as, un, you know, an unrelated.
1: Yeah. And I understand they're much more aggressive and can get out of control when they're not fixed.
0: Yes. So, you know, and that's the hormones, that, you know, that's like any unfixed animal, uh, you know, pigs, even potbilly pigs where they come from are food animals so you know they're they as a prey animal they're not really meant to live 20 years like they live in captivity so you know a, a prey animal will breed for the purpose of just survival so that you know it's it's a numbers game so if they get eaten you know there's more to carry on and so you know that's unfortunately, breed like a pig should should be the word instead of breed like a rabbit mm. so
1: do they come from vietnam
0: they do they do and gotcha. there are people in vietnam that have them as pets but as a whole um, pigs you know were were imported into the united states to for small farms for smaller farms that couldn't uh couldn't really keep and breed and you know, your big food pigs, they, they weren't set up for that. So, uh, the importation of them was pretty much for your smaller farms. Oh, wow. Well, I'm a
1: huge proponent of Spain and neutering for all domesticated animals. And when you mentioned that there was a law in, uh, Clark County, Nevada. Um, Hello, there's a law because of you. You were instrumental (laughs) in changing that law to make pigs companion animals so that they must be spayed and neutered. That took a lot. I mean, that was hard.
0: Um, You know, I didn't do it by myself, but I did rally a whole lot of people, um, you know, because pigs were becoming popular pets. But we were also finding finding that you know as people more and more people got pigs they would get a pair and then whether it was accidental or intentional you know they'd be breeding these pigs and you know how do you how do you you know stop this overpopulation the shelters were not set up for no. livestock you know and, and back then you know that's what they were considered was livestock so um, it was it was imperative that you know if we were going to make them companion animals we were going to make sure they needed to be spayed and neutered and that they, um, you know, the breeders had to be licensed.
1: That was the second thing. Yes. That I was going to bring up. You helped uh, get that law in motion too, that breeders must be licensed because unfortunately a lot of them saw it as a way to make a quick buck.
0: Yep. Yep. Because, you know, you figure even at 50 bucks, if you have 12 piglets, you know, they're, you know, and they can sell them within the first month. You know, you, you don't have to tell people they're too young to be sold or too young to be taken away from mama, but you know, sell them young, get rid of them, make 600 bucks easy. So that's what people were doing. And unfortunately it was, you know, just people were take, everybody wants a cute piglet, just like everybody wants a cute puppy or a kitten. uh But they're really not educated or set up for an animal that's going to grow 200 pounds. You know, and so over here, they're not allowed in condos and townhouses. You have to be in a single family dwelling. And for good reason, pigs absolutely need outside time. They weren't bred or they weren't, uh, they're not domesticated enough to be house pets. So So keep them in the house. You have a destructive pig, you have an unwanted pig.
1: Yeah, I remember wanting one when they first it was was like around the mid 80s when I kind of became aware of them. I wanted one so badly. And then people were um, showing pictures. I mean, you'd see it on the news and you'd see it in magazines, um, pictures of this Little pig, tiny pig they bought that grew and then would rout through the floor and, you know, (laughs) chew up the entire kitchen floor and chew through the wood because they were bored. Um, So I'm talking with Crystal Kim Han of VegasPigPets.org. Crystal, what kind of environment and specialized care do they need?
0: Well, so they do need a pig pellet, uh, you know, and if you had the time you know, they, their needs and their requirements are pretty similar to humans. So if you have the time, you know, you could make them fresh food every day. And, you know, it probably be comprised mostly of uh, fruits and vegetables, but they cannot eat dog food. They need a super low protein, super low fat diet because, you know, pigs as a whole, pigs don't know when they're full. So they will eat and eat and eat and You know, all they do is pack on the pounds, kind of like, you know, some of us. But um, so they're, we try to keep them vegetarian. They do make a specialized pig pellet, um, you know, which can either be bought at a feed store or can be shipped in. You know, it's not that people don't have access to it, but a lot of people don't understand that they do have specialized food needs. And, you know, feeding them dog food is just asking for problems down the road. Uh, and most of it is fat. And, and as they get older, they can't digest all that protein because dog food is super high in protein. Um, pigs cannot uh, utilize that amount of protein. So, you know, their diet specialized. They need, you know, two to four hours of outside rooting time. Uh, pigs don't run and take walks like dogs. Like they can, but that's not what a pig means. They need to root and dig and, you know, just time to be a pig. And that's what satisfies the pig. So, you know, yes, they will, if in your house, they will open your cabinets, they will root up your floor. That's just what pigs do. Um, And so if you don't give them that outside time, they're going to find time to, you know, do what they do. So they do need that. uh, They don't sweat. So they sunburn like people. They need uh, sunscreen. Um, You know, they go through a terrible two stage where they, as they're growing up, that's kind of like the teenage years of a human. Uh, They become rebellious. uh, Sometimes they become super aggressive and all they're doing is they're testing the herd. So pigs being prey animals, they need a herd, whether it's a human herd, uh, you know, other animal herds, but they don't find security in being by themselves. And that's what makes them good pets. If you have the time, it's just, Giving them the time and the proper environment uh, to, you know, have a healthy, happy pig.
1: Talking with Crystal Kim Han, VegasPigPets.org. Now, your nonprofit organization receives no federal, state, or local funding. It exists purely on private donations and volunteer effort. With you being the chief volunteer, yeah. what do you need? <laughs> How can people help, whether they're in Las Vegas or not?
0: Okay, so, you know, there, there are multiple pig rescues and sanctuaries across the United States. Uh, every pig sanctuary can use blankets uh, during and after um, Halloween or the fall time. Um, uncut pumpkins, you know, pumpkins that obviously haven't been carved and, and used, uh, you know, had candles put in them. But a lot of people will put their pumpkins out on their porches uh, the pumpkin is good for the whole rest of the year and even into January. And the pigs love them. It's a, it's you know mostly water. It's mostly fiber. It's very low in calories. So you know it's a great uh, produce that that people already have. Instead of throwing them away, find your local rescue. Find your local sanctuary. Uh, you know every state's got them. Almost every city's got them um you know and you know donate some of that um you know donate produce um you know we can always use monetary donations but you know most of us have like i have a, a full-time job that supports my rescue so you know i don't generally ask for donations unless i have a big rescue or a big debt bill coming up but um you know it's it's not just me it's it's everybody nationwide it's it's all the specialized dog and cat and pig and rabbit. You know, everybody, every rescue needs support. Um, and whether you believe it or not that pigs should be pets, you know, just just do something for a rescue, any rescue. Because if everybody did one small thing, this world would be such a, you know, such a much better place. Uh, and if you... Know, and Go ahead.
1: If you shop on Amazon, go through VegasPigPets.org first, and there's a banner. Click on that, and then Vegas Pig Pets will get, uh, was it, 6%, 6.5% from Amazon?
0: 6.5%, yes. We awesome. Do. We absolutely do. You know, awesome. It doesn't cost anything for that extra click. So you know, there's there's lots of ways to support us to support any Great. rescue. Um, I know you you know you get involved with so many rescues. That's how we Aww. met, right? We met. That's uh, <laughs> how we met. Volunteering <laughs> for the cat rescue. <laughs> so you know, it's it you know it's it's that kind of attitude that makes the world a better place. If everybody just does a little bit um, for you know some rescue, it it helps all of us. So you make you know, the world a better that's place. That's kind of my thing.
1: Crystal Kim oh. Han of VegasPigPets.org. I can't believe we're way out of time, so thank you so oh. <laughs> much. Again, vegaspigpets oh, Dot org and also find out more information at teacuppig.org and thank you for hanging out with me on mind body Paws, holistic living for you and your animals i'm charlie kale check out my reiki business energy healing for people in pause at charliekale.com and you can find past shows on there as well as on my page at empower radio thank you brent carey the founder and ceo of empower and remy smith at the studio in detroit for both their love and support take care and remember that no matter what's going on with your animals don't beat yourself up thinking you could have done better because you're doing the best you can they know it and they chose you anyway and they love you for it mind body pause is a guilt-free pig friendly zone see you next time